Check one, two. All right. All right. Let's turn one. Uh, let's stand tonight. One fifty seven. Trust and obey.
boy, there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Then in fellowship sweet, we will sit at his feet, or we'll walk by his side in the way. What he says we will do, where he sends we will go, Never fear, only trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Amen. Praise the Lord for that. Uh, let's sing... Uh, Anthony's song. What page is it, Anthony? He keeps me singing. That's it. Let's see. 350, no, uh, 125, page 125. We'll sing this for Anthony's birthday as he uh, turned another year older this week. Praise the Lord. He looks it, don't he? <laughs> There's within my heart a melody, Jesus whispers sweet and low. Fear not, I am with thee, peace be still, in all of life's ebb and flow. Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know, fills my singing as I go. All my life was wrecked by sin and strife. Discord filled my heart with pain. Jesus swept across the broken strings, stirred the slumbering chords again. Jesus, 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 Sweetest name I know Fills my every longing Keeps me singing as I go Feasting on the riches of His grace Shifting neath His sheltering wing Always looking on His smiling face that is why I shout and sing. Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know. Fills my every longing, keeps me singing as I go. On the last, soon he's coming back to welcome me. Far beyond the starry sky, I shall wing my flight to worlds unknown. I shall reign with Him on high. Sing it out, church. Jesus, 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 
sweetest name I know fills my every long being, keeps me singing as I go. Turn around and fellowship uh, one with another. It's good to be in God's house tonight. all them kids. Once again, we had a slam full load. And uh, just it's very obvious that our program continues to grow from one week to the next. And uh, I say glory to God for that, aren't you? These kids, hey, the adults may not look forward to coming to church, but the kids sure do. Uh, amen. And uh, I tell you, I can't think of any uh, better place for them to be than in God's house with God's people. And uh, amen. So you pray for our youth ministry and uh, amen as we do our best to um, train up another generation of young people who might set their hope in God. Uh, and I'll tell you, church, we are the only thing that's standing in between these young people and the devil. So we've got to do our part, amen, to uh, love them uh, and to, uh, to make sure they know we love them and uh, most of all to teach them the truths of the word of God. Uh, amen. Again, good to see you, and uh, amen, good to have um, uh, Tim with us tonight, sitting on the back row. Appreciate Tim. Uh, Tim used to attend this church year, years and years ago. I'm talking about 30 years ago, 30, 35 years ago. I remember uh, my grandparents uh, used to pick his mom and dad up uh, from time to time for church, and Tim and I uh, got reacquainted through the ark, and I said, well, you're going to have to come visit us one night, amen, and uh, uh, first thing he said, now he said, boy, this church looks a lot different than it used to, <laughs> so God's been good to us, but I hope you make him welcome tonight, it's so good to have him. Uh, just by way of announcements, uh, do remember our spring revival is coming up, again, April 17th through Friday, uh, Monday, April 17th through Friday, April 21st, uh, Brother Guy Roberts will be the guest preacher. Again, we're going to do our best to have some flyers for you just here in the next few days, and uh, we need to do our best to spread the word about our upcoming revival. Again, if you've never heard Brother Roberts preach, he's just a dear man of God. We love him so very much, and I know that he will uh, be a blessing to our church, and we want to be a blessing to him and his family. Also, Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, 
will be um, April the 9th, uh, Sunday, uh, April the 9th, uh, and we'll be having special Easter services. We'll have a sunrise service that morning, regular services at 10.30 uh, a.m., Sunday school 9.30, uh, and then uh, <laughs> we'll have communion uh, service on Sunday night as we do observe uh, the Lord's Supper. Do remember this upcoming Sunday night that we will have a monthly fellowship uh, meal here at the church. Uh, again, Sunday night after church is uh, downstairs in the fellowship hall. We will have uh, Italian night. So uh, bring your favorite Italian dishes and come with, a, with, an, with an appetite. Praise the Lord. Um, so we'll be doing that this upcoming Sunday night. And Brother Josh Kutchow will be preaching for us during that service. So I'm excited to hear Brother Josh as we don't get to hear him uh, very much because he stays so busy. So looking forward to that service. We do still need the snack cakes, the chips, the cookies, uh, and anything that you could bring uh, to help us with our uh, United for Christ uh, Wednesday night program. Just by way of prayer request tonight, we need to continue to remember uh, Brother Matt Cutchall in prayer. Remember him. Remember Lyle's mom, Miss Lula. Pray for Sam. Uh, Sam definitely needs our prayers. Uh, uh, everything okay with Miss Linda? Can she do Okay, all right, so let's uh, continue to remember Miss Linda. We sure do miss her when she's not here. Pray for Bob and Pat Price, uh, John Whitaker, and Robert Price. We need to remember them. Pray for Miss Grace. as She texted me today, and she's not been feeling well. Uh, her knee's been bothering her. The doctor said she'd uh, been overdoing it, so uh, amen. Remember her. Pray for Mike uh, as well, as he's got some things going on this evening. Pray for Chris McCoy. I appreciate all the prayers that went out for my brother-in-law as um, he got positive results uh, from his uh, procedure that he had at the first of this week. Continue to remember the Danielle Owens family. Uh, Shayla, remember her. Pray for Joanne and Michael Knight. Uh, continue to remember uh, Otis Melton in prayer. Uh, Bob Brown. Continue to remember Eliana Rutherford. Uh, pray for Miss uh, Kim. Some spe special things that she's got going on. Um, also, <clears throat> we need to pray for Ashley Fender and Lynn Harrison. Pray for Ellie Powers. We need to pray for Ellie Powers. Remember David Harrison as he has uh, cancer. Uh, the Max Morlock family. And let me see if I can't come up with, those are just normal requests. Uh, those were not the ones that were uh, uh, requested Sunday. Pray for the Chris Smiley family, the David Gregg family. Remember Miss Linda Canale. Pray for Doug Parks. Pray for uh, Debbie Sane, uh, Don Edwards, remember uh, Becky Freeman, uh, remember uh, those who are homeless and especially the lost. Pray for the Bobby Kirk family, Autumn Clark, uh, Kenneth Thacker, remember him, Pam and Kenny, they're traveling, uh, so remember them this evening, and then also Jennifer King. These are a few requests that we had from Sunday, and I'm sure that you've got some that you'd like to add to the prayer list at this time. You go ahead and do that. Go ahead. Barbara? Okay. All right. Remember Michelle's, what'd you say? Aunt? Okay. Yeah, we said aunt here, but California, it's aunt. Amen. They're more refined than we are. <laughs> Other prayer needs tonight.
Amen. 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 Remember uh, Lyle and, and Jeannie as they travel. Try to be an encouragement to Matt. Uh, amen. Uh, also, and I knew I had a couple that I needed to make, but pray for the Burton Ward family. This is Oscar Ward's brother that passed away uh, yesterday uh, early in the morning. And I talked with David, talked to Elizabeth too, but I did talk to David Ward for quite some time yesterday. And we were just reminiscing on... Um, um, on Oscar, and of course you remember how Oscar gloriously was saved uh, before he passed away, but his brother attended his funeral, and boy, I could tell he was under conviction. God was dealing with his heart, uh, and uh, you could tell Oscar and Burton were very, very close, and uh, found out a few months back that Burton had gotten saved, and he'd give his heart to Jesus. Of course, he passed away yesterday. And uh, David and I were talking, but could it be that the Lord used Oscar's death to uh, bring his brother Burton to the place to where he was ready to, to, to give his heart to Jesus? I believe God's able to do that, don't you? And uh, praise the Lord. So remember, uh, again, the Burton Ward family in prayer. Also remember uh, Molly Shelton, this, uh, this young girl that um, was transported to the ER yesterday. Uh, with extremely low blood levels, and, and it was specifically asked that we pray for Molly Shelton. So, um, amen. Others tonight. Amen. That's good. Autumn Clark found out that she does not have melanoma, so that's an answer to prayer. I like to hear the, 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 the answers, don't you? Amen. Somebody else this evening. Go ahead, Anthony. Goodness gracious. Yes, sir. Amen, Anthony. Of course it is. Amen. Of course it is. Amen. 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 Come too far to turn back now. And if the Lord's brought us this far, He's going to bring us the rest of the way home. Amen. But how many of you will especially pray for Michael Knight tonight as he's received this news? And, uh, boy, you put yourself in that situation. And, um, Amen. I'll tell you, it just takes a lot of grace for Anthony B to be here tonight. 
But that just shows the uh, strength of his faith. And it's uh, our responsibility as a church family to rally around them, to encourage them and to lift them up in our prayers, make sure they know how much we love them and how much they mean to us. Did you have something else, brother? Yeah. Sure. Of course. Okay. Yes, sir. And that's so, and that's very understandable. Okay. Gotcha. Amen. Let's pray for the nights in prayer. Amen. Somebody else this evening. Amen. Remember Becky's ch children and their home situation that Lord will provide uh, what they need. Amen. Boy, I tell you, God, God knows what we need before we ever ask Him for it. Amen. So we just got to believe Him and trust that He'll make a way for us. Anyone else tonight before we pray? Right, my mom has an unspoken request. Tonight. Any other unspoken request by the uplifted hand? Anyone else this evening? Pray for Dee. Go ahead. All right. Pray for Michael. Seems like everybody's going through something. If you're not, just hold on a little while and you will be. <laughs> All right. Anybody else tonight? Uh, pray for uh, our missionaries on the field. Pray for our nation. Uh, America needs prayer, uh, obviously the crises around the world, and uh, we need to pray for the, the for the drug problem here in Greene County, Tennessee, uh, amen, and just uh, what is becoming an epidemic of overdoses, seems like one right after another, uh, somebody told me yesterday that it could be, the figure could be as high as 25 people uh, that, have, uh, that have OD'd and died right here in our county in the last year and that's that's a travesty church and um, in some ways I think it could be avoided uh, and I won't I won't go any further than that but uh, amen where there's money <laughs> there's corruption amen so we do need to pray for um, for this situation we'll gather around the altar if you'd like to join us you can do so if not pray there in your seats please Lyle, would you lead us in prayer? Father, we love you tonight. We thank you, God, for this day. Thank you, Lord, for the blessed privilege we have to come into your house and into your presence with your people. Thank you, Lord, for uh, Lord uh, midweek prayer meeting service. And, Lord, how we can come and get a, a, a recharging, uh, Lord, and a refueling, God, Lord, just to help us make it, Lord, a uh, through the rest of the week, Father, we don't know what we may
weekend. But, Lord, we're so glad that we know the one in heaven, Lord, that uh, that loves us enough, Father, uh, God, to, uh, to make a way before we ever uh, know there needs to be a way, Father. So, Lord, I pray you'd move in our midst, bless our young people uh, downstairs, each one, Father, that has, uh, uh, Lord, has chosen to be a part of, of, of our services, and I pray that you'd uh, minister to them and bless them and... Uh, Lord, just uh, work in a mighty way, Father, Lord, as we do our best to, uh, Lord, ingrain the truths of thy word into their hearts and minds. Father, I pray tonight that you just uh, bless the upstairs service. Help me as I share these truths. God, it might be a help and a blessing uh, to um, all who are here. Bless these prayer requests tonight. Pray for Matt. Pray for Miss Lula. I pray for Sam and Harvey. I pray for Linda. I pray, God, for Bob and Pat and Miss Grace, I pray, God, for John Whitaker and Chris McCoy. I pray for the Danielle Owens family. I pray for Shayla Coggins. I pray for Joanne and Michael Knight. I pray for Otis Melton, Lord. I pray for uh, Bob Brown and Eliana Rutherford. I pray for Miss Kim. I pray for uh, Ashley Fender and, and Lynn Harrison. I pray for Ellie Pounder. I pray for David Harrison. I pray for the Chris Smiley family. Pray for David Gregg. I pray for Linda Canale and Bob Parks. And God, would you just bless Michael tonight? As Lord, I know that he uh, needs you tonight more than he ever has. God, comfort him, Lord. Uh, Lord, make your presence real. Give him that peace in the midst of his storm. Pray for Debbie Sane and Don Edwards and uh, Becky Freeman and Harvey. Lord, I pray, God, for the homeless and those who are lost. Pray for the Bobby Kirk family. Pray for Autumn Clark. Thank you for the good praise report. Pray for Uncle Kenny. Pray for Jennifer King. Pray for Barbara Caudill and the Lewis Stroud family. Pray for the Burton Ward family. Pray for Molly Shelton. Lord, I pray, God, for uh, Becky's kids and grandkids' kids provide for that living situation. I pray for Dee and her health, and I pray for Michael uh, tonight and his back. God, Lord, bless the remainder of our service, God. Use our church to be a help uh, in this community. And God, we're going to praise you for who you are and what you do. In Jesus' name we ask these things. Hey, Lyle. We'll receive our building fund offering at this time, uh, and you give as the Lord has blessed and provided to you. Scott, would you lead us in prayer this evening? Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be here again tonight. Father, bless our services here tonight for him and Bobby. Bless the teacher and the children down there. In Jesus' name I pray.
Turn with me, if you will, tonight to Jeremiah chapter number 31. Jeremiah chapter number 31, as we'll continue our study in uh, these verses of Scripture. Amen. Jeremiah chapter number 31. Chapter number 31, if you found your place tonight, say amen. <coughs> Jeremiah chapter 31, for sake of time, we'll just read the first, uh, well, we'll just read until the Lord tells us to quit. How's that? <coughs> Verse number 1, at the same time, saith the Lord, will I be the God of all the families of Israel, and they shall be my people. Thus saith the Lord, the people which were left of the sword found grace in the wilderness, even Israel, when I went to cause him to rest. The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Again, I will build thee, and thou shalt be built, O virgin of Israel. Thou shalt again be adorned with the tabrets, and shalt go forth into the dances of them that make merry. Thou shalt yet plant vines upon the mountains of Samaria. The planters shall plant and shall eat them at common things. For there shall be a day that the watchmen upon the Mount Ephraim shall cry, Arise ye, and let us go up to Zion unto the Lord our God. For thus saith the Lord, Sing with gladness for Jacob, and shout among the chief of the nations, Publish ye, praise ye, and say, O Lord, save thy people, the remnant of Israel. Behold, I will bring them from the north country and gather them from the co coast of the earth and with them the blind and the lame, the women with child and her that travaileth with child together. A great company shall return thither. They shall come with weeping and with supplication will I lead them. I will cause them to walk by the rivers of waters to a straight way wherein they shall not stumble. For I am a father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. Hear the word of the Lord, O ye nations, and declare it to the isles afar off, and say, He that scattered Israel will gather them, and keep him as a shepherd doth his flock. For the Lord hath redeemed Jacob, and ransomed him from the hand of him that was stronger than he. Therefore they shall come and sing in the height of Zion and shall flow together to the goodness of the Lord for wheat and for wine and for oil and for the young of the flock and of the herd, and their souls shall be as a watered garden, and they shall not sorrow 
anymore at all? Are you looking forward to the day when we won't sorrow anymore at all? Then shall the virgin rejoice in the dance, both young men and old together, for I will turn their mourning into joy. Amen. And will comfort them and make them rejoice from their sorrow, and I will satiate the soul of the priest and with fatness, and my people shall be satisfied with my goodness, saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation and bitter weeping. Rachel weepeth for her children, uh, refused to be comforted for her children because they were not. Thus saith the Lord, refrain thy voice from weeping and thine eyes from tears, for thy work shall be re rewarded, saith the Lord, and they shall come again from the land of the enemy. And there is hope. In thine end, saith Lord. How many of you believe tonight there's hope in our end? Uh, that the children shall come again to their own border. I have surely heard Ephraim bemoaning himself thus. Thou hast chastised me, and I was chastised as a bullock. And accustomed to the yoke, turn thou me, and I shall be turned. For thou art the Lord my God. Surely after that I was turned, I repented. And after that I was instructed, I smote upon my thigh. Uh, and I was ashamed, yea, even confounded, because I did bear the reproach of my youth. We'll quit reading there. Don't think we'll get that far anyway. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, we love you. We thank you for your goodness. Thank you for the privilege to gather in thy house. Thank you for the songs, Lord, the prayers, the offerings that have been received. Thank you for the young people that you give to us tonight. And Lord, I pray that the, the word of God might be implanted into their hearts this evening. Grow up, under grow, grow, grow up as fruit unto salvation in their lives. Lord, I pray that you'd help us as we study these truths to glean and to learn from what the Bible says. And Lord, I'm thankful for your, your word. And Lord, its words are sweeter than honey to our souls. And God, I'm thankful that uh, the word of the Lord endureth uh, forever. And forever, O oh Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Lord, may it be a lamp in our feet and a light in our path, and may we hide its words in our heart that we might not sin against thee. Honor your word. Exalt your son by way of your humble servant. We'll praise you tonight for what you do. In Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said. Amen. All right. So again, we titled uh, this chapter last week, uh, The Best is Yet to Come. And uh, how many of you do not believe the best is yet to come? And again, Paul, or excuse me, Paul, Jeremiah writing to, to God's people, <coughs> both, both kingdoms, the northern and the southern kingdom, uh, again, very, during a very, very dark day, uh, the captivity had begun, uh, a remnant had already been carried away, but yet the majority of people still remained in the land of Judah. And, uh, but it would only be a matter of time before uh, Nebuchadnezzar invaded the land once and for all. And the people were living in under a false hope that was given to them by the false prophets, both in Jerusalem and those that had the devil risen, raised up in Babylon, to give them false hope and a false sense of security. But Jeremiah's word that had been given out for many, many years was in the process of being fulfilled and judgment was uh, in the process of being poured out on the land. So physically speaking, God's people were at as low of a point as they ever had been. But yet Jeremiah, uh, he takes some time here, at least a couple of chapters, to give the people of God some hope. 
to let them know that even though they were currently uh, experiencing uh, chastisement and correction, amen, anybody know what it is to, to be chastened by God and corrected for our wrongdoings? But yet God had not uh, forever cast off His people. He was their God. He was their Father. And regardless of where they ended up and, and, and how secluded and, and how you know, dev devastating consequences they experienced because of their sin, yet there would come a time when God would make all wrongs right. He'd turn the ta tables on the devil and He would bring His people to a place of restoration and they would end up being greater uh, in the end than they ever were in the beginning. Kind of reminds me, Anthony mentioned what Job went through. Boy, you think about Job's trial, and I'm sure there was a time to where Job thought that it was all over. Amen. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Uh, amen. And his wife told him, said, well, you ought to, Job, you ought to just curse God and die. His friends said, what in the world have you done <laughs> to deserve such, a, such a, a mess? Boy, that's some good friends for you right there, isn't it? But yet after the Lord revealed himself to Job in the whirlwind, Job made the statement, he said, well... Beforehand, I'd heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee. Amen. So again, Job saw the Lord and knew the Lord more after his trial than he ever thought about doing before his trial. And when it, when it was all over, at the end of chapter 42, we find that God rewarded Job in the end much more than he ever did from the beginning. Amen. So you just wait on God when His redemptive purpose comes to pass uh, we'll be like old uh, Naomi when Ruth brought those handfuls of, of purpose. You remember from after uh, Ruth was out there gleaning in the field of Boaz, uh, Naomi had been carried off uh, to, to Moab along with her husband and, and uh, her sons, and they had all died uh, in Moab. Hey, listen, even during a time of famine, it's better to stay in Bethlehem, Judah. Uh, rather than to tuck tail and run to Moab, amen. Well, they lost it all. Uh, and, and all three of these ladies, uh, uh, Naomi and, and her two daughter-in-laws, they were widows. And in, and in Old Testament days, to be a widow was not a good thing. And nobody to provide for you, nobody to care for you. But yet, uh, they came back, they returned, and Ruth, how am I getting off on this? I ain't even got started. Hey, uh, Ruth said, uh, or Naomi said, Ruth, why don't you just stay here uh, in Moab with your people? And Naomi, uh, Ruth said, No, no, ma'am. Whether thou goest, I will go. Whether thou lodgest, I'll lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God shall be my God. So they took a step of faith and they came back home. And uh, old Boaz, he lit his eyes on that Moabite, Moabitist girl, and he said, Woohoo, looky here, looky here. She may not be a Jew, but she sure is good to look at. And it was love at first sight. And old Boaz saw Ruth gleaning in the, in the field as one of the hired servants. And he told his servants, he said, go down there in that field and, and uh, tell that young lady to quit, uh, quit uh, gleaning off the leftovers. Tell her to come up here to my house and I've got the best grain for her. Amen. And listen, when you... When, when the Lord makes you a part of His household, he, you don't have to settle for leftovers, hallelujah. He'll give you the best grain. And old Ruth, uh, after 
spending the day with uh, Boaz. Amen. Uh, she took home uh, uh, the handfuls on purpose, the best grain, the great A sheaves. Amen. Hallelujah. And she poured them out there on the table at Naomi's house, her mother-in-law. And, and Naomi said, Where hast thou been gleaning in the field today? Hallelujah. Amen. When God does it, He does it right. Hallelujah. Glory to His name. I won't charge you for that one, all right? Yeah, man. But listen, again, we saw last week that there was an inclusion in, in, in verse 1. Uh, the Lord said, Will I be the God of all the families of Israel? What you've got to understand is right now, Israel was divided. Rehoboam and Jeroboam had divided the nation after David and Solomon had left the throne at its strongest point, yet, yet both David and Solomon introduced sin into the kingdom. And friend, any time uh, a nation falls into sin, you better get ready divisions on the way. You know why America's more divided today than she ever has been? Because America's more wicked today. And again, her wickedness has produced division. And her division produce, or causes weakness. And we're weaker today than we ever have been before. More vulnerable tonight because of our division. Well, so what do we do? Should we just uh, unite with anything and everything that comes down the pipe all in the name of unity? No, my friend. Amen. Righteousness. Listen, sin causes division. Righteous co righteousness causes unification. We cannot unite with or rally around that which is evil or unrighteous simply for the sake of unity. Amen? And... Uh, Listen, um, but God was promising a day of reunification. And aren't you thankful that when it's all said and done, God's going to uh, take away the division and, and there, won't be any, there won't be any friction or schisms or, or uh, amen, uh, disagreements? Uh, amen. When we get to heaven, we'll all, we'll all be of one mind and one accord. And what a day that'll be, a possession, and they shall be my people. How many of you are thankful tonight that we're the Lord's people? And then we saw a portion, thus said the Lord, the people which were left of the sword. Talking about the remnant that were not slain. And I'm, I'm telling you tonight, the Babylon Babylonian captivity was so great that it might have you might have questioned whether or not one single Jew would have survived uh, amen, the great slaughter that took place when Nebuchadnezzar invaded the land. But you know, God, uh, God preserved a remnant from the sword, amen. And friend, I want to say to you tonight that God is still in the business of preserving a remnant unto Himself. And uh, we may feel like old Elijah, this is what I've been talking about on the trumpet series. Uh, Elijah, he had he felt sorry for himself and Amen. He started whining and crying out to God and saying, Oh, I'm the only one left. <laughs> I'm the only prophet left. And the Lord said, Hey, bud, uh, amen. Uh, wake up and man up and realize I've still got 7,000 uh, men in Israel who hadn't bowed the knee to Baal. Aren't you thankful that we're not alone? And even in the, even in the worst and the most difficult times that we face in life, God has reserved unto Himself a remnant uh, to be true to His name. Listen, I want to be a part of the remnant tonight. I may be a part of the minority. We may not be the most popular. 
the most powerful, the most prestigious. Amen. But what, what, a, what an honor and privilege it is for us to identify ourselves with Jesus Christ, our Savior. And Christ suffered without, He suffered outside the camp for us, so we need to be willing to do the same for Him. Amen. A provision found grace in the wilderness. Boy, we got hung up on that last week and talked about how God's able to give you grace in the time of your wilderness. Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? God can. Amen. Is the Lord able to sustain us through the hardships, through the trials, through the wildernesses of life, through the deserts, through the adversities we face? My friend, I'm telling you, God is in the sustaining business. He will provide for you. He will take care of you. You just, hey, amen, He provided for, for Naomi and Ruth, amen. Uh, he, and He didn't just give them leftovers. They didn't live on leftovers, but, amen, they lived uh, on the best grain that was reserved for those who were a part of Boaz's own household. Just like Mephibosheth, as long as he had a place at the king's table, amen, David made sure he was fed and took care of. I'm thankful that I've got a, a reservation uh, at, the, at Heaven's banquet table, aren't you? I, I'm glad there's a seat with my name on it. Nobody else can occupy it. God's given it to me. And one of these days I'm going to waltz into heaven and I'm going to sit down as a son of God and God's going to lavish me throughout all eternity with the ever, everlasting riches of His grace. I feel like preaching all of a sudden. An identification verse. No, that's where I messed up last week. Remember I told you I started at verse number 18? Okay, well let's skip here a little bit. Amen, I'd love to get there because there's some good stuff, but we'll probably have to say that. A tranquilization. Even Israel, when I went, to cause him to rest. Rest. You know what he's talking about here? He's talking about a rest during the midst of captivity and bondage. And when I think about, you know, chastisement and judgment and discipline and hardships and trials and afflictions, that, that, to me, that'd be the last place that a man could go to find rest, wouldn't you? But aren't you thankful that God has a place of rest? Not a rest from the storm and outside of the storm, but right in the middle of the storm, there is a storm shelter, there is a haven of rest, amen, where God's people can go, uh, amen, and rest, uh, rest comfortably, uh, amen, uh, uh, in the cleft of the rock where He'll cover you there with His hand. I'm thankful for the rest. I'm thankful for the peace of God which passes all understanding. I'm not talking about uh, a peace that that uh, a peace from the storm, but I'm talking a, about a peace that exists right smack dab in the middle of your storm. Hey Amen. I don't care what you're going through. Why don't you find rest in Jesus? Hebrews 4, 9 through 11, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. How many of you believe there remaineth a rest? How many of you have experienced that rest in your life? Amen. I'm talking about where I can just uh, lie down in green pastures. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I'm talking about within the safety and the security and the shelter of the sheepfold. Amen. I'm thankful that I know what it is to find rest within the comforts of the sheepfold. Uh, amen. For he that has entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works. As God did from His, let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Come unto me, all ye that labor, and I'll, 
and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. There's a revelation. Verse 3, the Lord hath appeared of old unto me. God has given Jeremiah a fresh vision and a fresh uh, divine revelation, a dedication now. Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Now, friend, what we're seeing here, and, and again, uh, Jeremiah is turning his attention specifically over the next few verses. He's going to be talking about Ephraim. He refers to Ephraim. Ephraim was the firstborn of Jacob's children. And uh, amen. And the word Ephraim is used to describe uh, the northern ten tribes who were carried off into captivity previously by the Assyrians. And really, there's a connection, and I don't have time to develop it, but you know, the prophet Hosea, if you've ever studied Hosea, Hosea was a prophet who prophesied to Israel, the northern kingdom. And he compared Israel to a harlot. Uh, amen. A, a man's wife who, who, who goes out and has an, an adulterous relationship against her husband, but yet, and she ends up on the slave block. Uh, and, and you would think that her husband would have abandoned her and disowned her and wouldn't have wanted anything to do with her. But yet, you know what her husband did? He bought her back. He redeemed her. He purchased her. Why? Just because of the exact thing we're saying here in uh, verse number 3 of our text. Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Amen. I'm thankful that no matter uh, if we're God's children, friend, the Lord loves us with a love that is unconditional. It's everlasting. Amen. What shall separate us from the love that is in Christ Jesus? And my answer to that is nothing. Amen. Coercion. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn thee. Isn't that great? How many of you know what it is to be drawn by the Lord's loving kindness? That word loving kindness in the Old Testament is the same word for the word grace in the New Testament. Amen. And you know how, how, how God woos us and, and draws us back to Himself when we go astray and when we wander off just like an old dumb sheep. Amen. How many of you know what it is to wander away? Why would I have any desire whatsoever to stray away from the, the security and the shelter of the sheepfold? But as, but as old dumb foolish stupid sheep, that's what we want to do is wander off and go astray. How does the Lord woo us back and draw us back into the fold with love and kindness? Amen. Instead of, uh, you know, before God ever uses His rod and staff. Amen. You know, amen, the rod's used to, to beat that old stubborn sheep right on the forehead. Amen. Get His attention. If God has to do that, if that's what it takes for the Lord to draw you back, He'll do it. Hallelujah. You don't want that to happen. But before that, you know what He'll try to do? He'll try to draw you gently and tenderly with loving kindness and grace. Do you know the best way to compel? See, the Lord drew Israel by way of His grace. And the best way for us, listen to me tonight, friend, to compel people to come to Christ uh, and to be saved is to draw them by grace. Amen. Be good to people. Be merciful to people. Be kind to people as God Himself has, has been. Hey, listen, what if God treated you the way you treat others? Amen? Uh, uh, listen, I, I want to 
do unto others. You know, what is our motto today? Do unto others as they first do unto me. That ain't the golden rule, is it? An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Amen. We need to do unto others as we would have them do unto us, but more important, as we want God to do unto us. And God's willingness to bestow mercy on your life is dependent upon your willingness to be gracious and merciful towards others. Hallelujah. Recreation, or a recreation. Again, I will build thee, and thou shalt be built. Now, that may not seem like a big deal to us, but you've got to understand Israel, the northern kingdom of Israel, had been wiped off the map. Ephraim no longer existed. Assyria had come and had violently uh, brought her to, his, to her knees. And now Nebuchadnezzar was in the process of doing the same thing to uh, the southern kingdom of Judah. But God was saying here that in spite of the fact that when judgment was over, there wouldn't be nothing left not, but the foundation. God was going to, amen, wipe uh, the slate clean and start all over, amen. But you know what? He's saying, I'm going to build you and thou shalt. He said, I'm going to rebuild you. I'm going to recreate you. Aren't you thankful that God's in the rebuilding business? Aren't you thankful that He doesn't throw the clay away? But He's able to reform and refashion and remold us into another, uh, into another vessel. In the likeness of His image. Hallelujah. God was not finished but would one day rebuild both kingdoms. You know, sometimes God has to bring us low so he, before He can build us back up. How many of you know tonight what it is for God to let you be brought low? before He can ever first build you up. Amen. Purification. O virgin Israel. Now this is, this is crazy that God, or Jeremiah, speaking and under the inspiration of God, would refer to Israel, again, who is compared in the book of Hosea to a harlot. <laughs> but look at how God views her as a virgin. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? In spite of her sin, the Lord still considered her to be His espoused virgin. <laughs> Amen. You say, preacher, how does He do it? On the base of His loving kindness and His tender mercy. Amen. Not doing to us as we deserve for Him to do, but treating us according to that which we do not deserve. Friend, you don't deserve anything from God. You know, the truth of the matter, every one of us are guilty of playing the harlot on God. Amen? Being unfaithful to the Lord. He is our first love. He, de he, he demands our supreme allegiance, but yet every one of us has played the harlot. You know what? But yet He still considers us to be His espoused virgin. Amen! Praise the Lord. Decoration, verse 4, Thou shalt again be adorned with thy tabrets, and shalt go forth in the dances of them that make merry. This is a picture of of a betrothed bride preparing herself for her wedding day. And friend, you know the truth of the matter is, God is in the process of preparing a bride. Now the wife of God in the Bible is Israel. The bride of Christ is the church. Amen. But God is in the process of preparing Himself a bride. And when God, the Father, presents the church as a love gift unto His Son, a bride, 
She's going to be without blemish and without spot or wrinkle. She's going to be perfect. Now, the truth of the matter is, friends, the church is not perfect right now. By the way, we find a type and a picture of this truth in, 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 uh, that is found in and through the life of Isaac when Abraham sent his servant, uh, amen, uh, to find a bride for, for his son Isaac. And so also the, Holy, or the Father sent the Holy Ghost in the world in which you and I live to call out a, a bride for his son Jesus, the church of the living God. And one of these days, amen, uh, the Father is going to present the church as a bride without, spink, sprink, without wrinkle, without spot, without blemish as a love gift unto his son. Amen. And just as the, that servant put, uh, amen, Rebecca up on top of the camels, amen, and brought Rebecca all the way back from Haran into uh, the tent of Isaac, amen, you and I who were saved, we've been betrothed uh, unto our heavenly bride, and right now we're riding high on the camels of grace. And one day we're gonna we're we're gonna be reunited, or we're gonna be forever united with our love, our first love, Jesus Christ. Amen. We need to prepare ourselves as a bride, getting ready for a wedding. It's called the process of sanctification. God calling us out, separating us. You know, making us fit for heaven's uh, uh, marriage ceremony. There's a cultivation. Verse number 5, Thou shalt yet plant vines upon the mountains of Samaria. The planters shall plant and shall eat them as common things. And again, you got to understand, this is a war zone that he's talking about. This is a place that had been ravished and devastated by the Assyrian invasion. Amen. Kind of like a you know, a town or a city after a tornado where we could use the battlefield of Ukraine. Amen. God saying, one of these days we're going to cultivate a, a crop, we're going to plant a field, and, and God's saying, I'm going to redeem and I'm going to restore her back to her, her former glory. There's a restoration, verse number 6. For there shall be a day. How many of you believe there's coming a day? Hallelujah. That the watchman upon the Mount Ephraim shall cry, Arise ye, and let us go up to Mount Z- or to Zion unto the Lord our God. Zion, again, had been commonly known, Jerusalem, and is a place of worship where Jews from all over the world could go to worship the Lord their God. But now, because of what was happening to the city as a result of Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonian invasion, there was going to be a, a period where there wasn't going to be any worship taking place. Why? Because there would be no temple. The temple was going to be laid waste. And all the artifacts thereof would be carried to Babylon. But the Lord said, just wait. There's going to be a time where, once again, the watchmen are going to cry out and say, let us go to Zion to worship the Lord, as we did before. A celebration. For thus saith the Lord, sing with gladness for Jacob, and shout among the chief of the nations. Friend, again, he's trying to instill hope, saying that there was still hope for God's people. And I want to remind you today that in a world of hopelessness, uh, a, a world of bleakness, a world of darkness, hey, as far as the people of God, there's still hope. And may I remind you tonight that for us, the best is yet to come. Publication, publish ye praise. 
ye and say, O Lord, save thy people, the remnant of Israel. You know, that's what we need to be doing. We need to be praying for the remnant. Do you know that the remnant is all that stands between this world and judgment? You and I, that's what we are. We're like a firewall and a buffer that is preventing God and keeping, we're holding back the wrath of God from being poured out upon this world. Now one of these days, he that now letteth will let the Holy Spirit, the restrainer is going to be removed. He's going to be taken out of the way. The church is going to be raptured out. And then the door is going to be open and, and judgment's going to be poured out on this world such as has never been seen before. But friend, we don't need to view the, uh, the fact that we are a part of the minority, the faithful few, that's becoming more few and less faithful every single day. Men and women all over the place are falling away. God's preachers uh, are bowing the knee to Baal, compromising and giving in, uh, becoming like Balaam who... Uh, Sold it all. He sold out for filthy lucre's sake. But friend, I want to be a part of the remnant. I mean, I, I want to be one of those that is counted worthy that God would entrust my life as a caretaker and a steward of those things that's been committed to me. Amen. Because if I don't take up the hedge and if I don't stand in the gap on behalf of Greenville, Tennessee and the young people, who will? And the answer to that question is nobody. A reclamation. Behold, I will bring them, verse 8, from the north country and gather them from the coast of the earth and with them the blind and the lame, the woman with child and her that travaileth with child together. A great company shall return thither. Again, this is talking about a... Now again, there's a dual application here. He's talking about the remnant that would return after the Babylonian captivity ended, but Really, the more accurate interpretation here, it's talking about the future day from when all the Jews that are scattered all around the world, God's going to reclaim them and regather them, amen, back to Zion, back to Jerusalem. And friend, that is taking place. It has been taking place ever since Israel was reestablished. Amen. When the fig tree began to, to bud, hallelujah. And, and amen, God has been reclaiming and regathering His chosen people, the Jews, back to the land of their forefathers. Verse number 9, They shall come with weeping, and with supplications will I lead them. I will cause them to walk by the rivers of waters in a straight way wherein they shall not stumble. Let me just give you an application here tonight. You know, we're pilgrims on a journey. We're wandering in the desert. But I'm thankful that God won't lead us astray. Amen. As long as we're following Him and letting Him, our great shepherd, lead us, uh, amen, from, 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 from here to heaven, He'll never take a wrong turn. He'll never take a detour. Amen. But, uh, amen, the road you take may seem rough. It may not be the easiest way. It may not be the smoothest road to take, but I'm telling you, when it's all said and done, it'll be the right way, and God will get you home if you just keep following Him. Verse number 9, For I am a father to Israel. Not only was He a God to them, but He was a father 
Amen. And because he was their father, he was responsible for them to make sure that he sustained them, provided for them, and protected them and met their every need. Prioritization. Ephraim is my firstborn. Speaking of Israel, the northern kingdom that had already been carried away, the Lord said, Amen, you're a priority to me. And friend, I want to remind you that we're a priority to God. Amen, don't you ever think God's forgotten about you. Don't you ever think that the Lord no longer cares for you. Friend, if you're His child and He's your Father, Amen, He knows about you. He's got His eye on you. Amen, His eye is on the sparrow. And I know He watches me. Declaration, hear the word of the Lord, O ye nations, and declare it in the isles far off, and say in affirmation, here's a promise, He that scattered Israel will gather them, and keep him as a shepherd doth his flock, referring to the Lord as the good shepherd of Israel. Amen. It's His responsibility. Yes, He allowed them to go to stray, but, but amen, they were uh, His responsibility. They were His purchased possession, and He was going to make sure that it was all said and done that He didn't lose one single sheep. And He won't do that in our day either. The redemption for the Lord hath redeemed Jacob, verse 11, and hath ransomed him from the hand that was stronger than he. This refers to God's protection of Jacob from the murderous hand of his brother Esau. Amen. Jacob experienced a time of chastisement. Amen. He, he was a trickster. He manipulated. He swindled Esau out of his birthright and his blessing. And he had to spend many years uh, down in Haran with his uncle Laban. And uh, it caused strife between Jacob and Esau. Je Esau was the firstborn. He was stronger than Jacob, but yet the Lord preserved Jacob. Amen. The Lord took care of him. The Lord met his need. Amen. And when it was all said and done, God's plan for Jacob was fulfilled just as the Lord promised that it would be. Amen. Praise the Lord. Culminization. I'm almost through here. Therefore they shall come and sing in the height of Zion, a provision, and shall flow together to the goodness of the Lord for wheat and for wine and for oil and for the young of the flock and of the herd, and their souls shall be as a watered garden. The Lord was promising that He would continue to provide for and meet the needs of His people even during a time of affliction and suffering. How many of you believe God will provide your needs through times of suffering and termination? Oh, I like this. We can't overlook this. And they shall not sorrow anymore. Do you believe there's coming a day where we won't sorrow anymore? All sorrow, all suffering, uh, all strife. It's going to cease. It'll be gone forever. And one day our suffering will be over. Unification, then shall the virgin. <laughs> Again, I love, I, I just love the fact that God refers to Israel who'd Played the harlot on God, but yet he still referred to him as a virgin. <laughs> Rejoice in the dance, both young men and old together. There's going to be a, not only a reclamation, but there was going to be a reunification. And that which had been divided would be reconciled and brought together again. Transformation. For I'll turn their mourning into joy. How many of you believe the Lord's able to turn your mourning into joy? Weeping may endure the night, but joy cometh in the morning. I wish I had somebody to help me preach this evening. Consolation and will comfort them. How many of you believe God will comfort you in your sorrow? 
He is the God of all comfort. He has given us the Comforter, amen, that abides and dwells within our hearts to comfort us during all of our sorrow. But yet we who know what it is to be comforted by God have been commissioned to comfort one another in their sorrow as well. We need to comfort those who need to be comforted. Do you know anybody that needs to be comforted tonight? Amen. And a liberation and make them rejoice from their sorrow. He was going to liberate them and deliver them. Amen. God hadn't promised us that He'd deliver us from sorrow in this life. Amen. But in the next life, there will be permanent deliverance from sorrow. A satiation, verse 14, and I will satiate the soul of the priest with fatness. He said, I'm just going to saturate you. Uh, Amen. With the goodness of God. I'm going to lavish your life. Reminds me of Ephesians chapter 2 where Paul wrote, he said that in the ages to come, amen, he's going to pour out the exceeding riches of grace and kindness upon us. Amen. One of God's great purposes for His children Uh, amen, that began at the moment of our salvation and will continue throughout all eternity is that He might lavish us with loving kindness. Satiate and saturate our lives to where our lives are literally dripping and oozing forth with the loving kindness and the grace of God. Verse number 14, And my people shall be satisfied. With my goodness. How many of you are satisfied tonight with the Lord's goodness? Isn't there a lot of good stuff in this? Amen. Hey, if your life will ever be satisfied, it will only be through the goodness of God. Things of this world will never make you happy. But the goodness of God will satisfy and cause you to be content. Lamentation. Thus saith the Lord, a verse was heard in Ramah. Lamentation. Hey, how many of you believe the Lord hears your voice, hears you weeping, hears your sorrow, knows you crying? Amen. A refutation, Rahel, speaking of Rachel. Amen. Lee and Rachel were the, the wives of Jacob. Amen. Uh, Laban swindled Jacob and he had to, 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 to work seven more years than what he had already worked to obtain Rachel. He wanted Rachel. Laban gave him Leah. What goes around comes around. Amen. Rachel was weeping for her children who refused to be comforted. For her children. We, we don't need to refuse to be comforted. I don't care what you're going through, what you're facing. There's comfort in the Lord. Why? Because they were not. Oh, I've got to quit, man. I just, I could keep going. I really wanted to get to verse number 18, man. There's some good stuff there, but we'll whet your appetite. You can study that out and we'll save it for next week. Isn't God's word good? Amen. It, it, you know, this. That's why I just love verse-by-verse verse preaching. I just love taking the Bible, opening it up, precept on precept. Pre- hey, if you don't do that, you're getting, a, you're getting trouble. Staying on your hobby horse. Riding your soapbox. I mean, just getting the Word of God, open the book, and let God's Word speak for itself. Amen. God's Word says what it means and means what it says. Let's all stand tonight. Father, I love you, and Lord, I thank you, God, for this beautiful picture that is found in the pages of Scripture, Lord, reminding us that No matter what we face or go through in this life, the best truly is yet to come. Lord, if we're saved, if we're your children, we are your purchased possession. We belong to you. You are our Father. You are responsible for our well-being and our welfare. So, Lord, take care of us. Help us to trust you that no matter what you lead us through, whether it be the storm, 
Uh, amen. Whether it be the sunshine, whether it be the hill or the valley, whether it be the oasis, regardless of where we're at, Lord, help us to trust you to take care of us. And Lord, help us to will, willingly submit ourselves to whatever our lot thou hast taught us to say. It is well, it is well with our soul. God, I love you and I thank you, Father. And I'm thankful for the precious promises of the Word of God. And we ask these things in Jesus' name we pray and all God's people said, you may, you are dismissed.